yeah, 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 Pretty face, and the truth bigger than the sand and trace. It's troubling when she's rumbling, so keep a white girl. Can't help but love her. She's And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And thank you, Arnold, for taking that song away for us for a little bit. So, this is welcome to our Obi Wan uh, after show. I do appreciate everybody coming on here. I have Alex with me. I have Ryan. I have Will. Say hello to everybody. Well, Hi, hello guys. there. Hello, hello. Excited to discuss some Obi Wan. Same here. It's it's definitely gonna be fun. And of course, you know. What I like about the opening of this episode is basically you have Obi-Wan that's still going over the guilt and shame of what happened with, uh, of course, with Qui-Gon, and then, of course, trying to get in contact with this Force ghost. But at the same time, you also have this other thing happening with Anakin. While he's dealing with his demons, while Obi-Wan is actually dealing with his own demons, you actually have Anakin, who's also dealing with a painful being in pain, especially with him putting on the suit of armor for Darth Vader and everything, too. So I like how they actually compromised, basically just gave compliment each other a little bit on that scene alone. But I thought this was actually a pretty good episode. Um, I thought the first two episodes were the best, to be honest. But although I like the stuff towards the end of it better than I did the, the uh, middle and the beginning, though. That's just me, though. What about you guys? So I'm going to say this right now. First things first, I feel like that uh, there is only one writer for the Disney Plus show. And the reason I say that is because everybody in Disney Plus has to go through emotional damage because no matter what the situation is, that's okay. So Obi-Wan, Wanda, it doesn't matter. You know, you're if you're on a Disney Plus show, somebody's having PTSD. Yeah. I will uh, yeah, I that was kind of a funny thing I came across, especially from the first two episodes. I thought, okay, I understand Obi-Wan, he's still suffering, he is still personally something from his fail his personal failure on uh, for Anakin the 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 death of the Jedi but and it did seem to me for a little bit that he could be going through maybe a bit of a depression because I mean sure it, it this is only six episodes so this is not going to be like a long this is not going to be like a long little mini arc to where we can get into maybe having one or two episodes dedicated for Obi-Wan just resisting to help people but it was kind of funny how we are Showing the okay, Obi Wan's suffering. Yeah, he's got emotional damage, maybe some PTSD in there. And then what spurs him is unfortunately uh, Reva deciding, oh, if I can't get him to save people, how about I get him to save a personal friend's daughter? So <laughs> just to, just to, just to get that sprint into action was that's what the first two episodes kind of felt to me. Like, are you is Obi Wan out now? Is Obi Wan coming out now? No. Okay, we kidnapped Leia. Now Obi Wan's coming. But either way, the story for both episodes were fantastic, which were kind of great openers to bring us into this third, into the episode three. Because honestly, episode three technically would not have worked if you did not watch the first two episodes. Definitely. I I, I like that you say that everyone has to deal with emotional trauma. I I personally enjoy that. Like that's a trend I'm not sick of as of yet because when someone when you when you're showing a character like like obi-wan's going through all kinds of mess right now he's obviously traumatized when you when the show allows 
the viewers to see that side of a character, you know, we get to know them better. You know, that's them dropping their guard. That's how we were able to connect with the character. And I love being able to do that because, you know, he was kind of sad in the movies. Like, yeah, he was upset. You know, you were my brother, Anakin. I'm like, oh, he's sad. But in this movie, you really see the impact of that. Like I had like until he found out Anakin was alive. He was like, I had to kill my brother. You know, I had to like kill him in a horrible way. I like well, everyone want to fight him. Yeah, I had to fight him. Everyone I grew up with is was just murdered. You know, like my way of life is gone. Like I can't be who I am anymore because I might die like that. Obviously would take a huge toll on a person. It, it is cool. Like seeing that in action. Like it, it was like it was slow. Like the first episode especially was like slow. But that's the, that's the type of slow that mm-hmm. I like. And it really yeah. just lets you get yeah. to know that, yeah. that character. Yeah. And, and I'm fine with that too. And in this and in this episode, like especially, I loved it when he came face to when he saw Darth Vader in person for the first time, and it's just like that is the source of all my trauma, right there, right <laughs> coming towards me. Like, and that face was like legitimate. Like I couldn't imagine like having some sort of trauma by something and then have to come face to face with the person who who put me through that. Like you know people say well it was technically obi-wan's fault i'm like no anakin is a grown man he may have, yeah. he made choices too. he knew what he was doing he knew what yeah, he right. knew Ron knew what he was doing obi-wan didn't help completely but it, it was anakin's fault well there was it a was, lot of stuff right. obi-wan didn't know either it wasn't yeah. like anakin sat down with it was like look i'm having a secret affair with padme i'm doing all these things <laughs> i killed these sad people like he didn't go to him and be like let me confide in you these things you can help me deal with this. He kind of did his own thing. And so then he blamed Obi-Wan because of the fact that Obi-Wan was, and he continues to do it even in the episode when he says, I am what you created me to be. You know? I, I, I do like taking both of your things that you are right, Alex, that uh, Anakin is grown. He made his own choices. And will you are also right that, yeah, Obi Anakin was kind of secretive. He wasn't like sharing his stuff and Obi-Wan like, Doing his own thing, it kind of it, it speaks on both levels of, of when Obi Wan sees uh, Anakin as Vader in that full in that full suit. It does show the regrets he has, the mistakes he's made. Because mm-hmm. um, I know that I'm not. It's it's not really shown. It's pretty it's pretty obvious that the movies are being referenced here in this show, yeah. it, not the Clone Wars TV show or not anything in between. But we can do see in the films itself that Obi Wan he's been very staunch. He's been very solid. As a Jedi, you know, following the Jedi code, it's kind of affected his personal relationship to Anakin, you know, trying to be his mentor. And in a way, one thing I did like in this episode is that he does bring up when he's talking to Leia when the Jedi are taking his children. And he talks about only having fleeting memories uh, of his family. Not yeah. even under, not even knowing his past. Now it says a lot. It, it, obviously, this has been talked about. Not, I don't mean just in the show, but the Jedi Code in general, what they do during that time, taking children when they're young from their That's families. Right. Yeah. yeah, but seeing how, how it affected Obi Wan so much that it shows that yeah, he has no identity outside of the Jedi. So yeah. when we do see him, he really is. And I really do feel like he is depressed because he has no sense of I almost like. To draw on another Disney Plus show, Moon Knight, he it's like he has no identity outside of his own. I won't say he has he's not suffering from dissociative identity disorder, but you can clearly see that the Jedi were his whole world. Now it's crumbled and he has no idea what to do under this paradigm shift. So I'm loving the fact that so I don't mind the fact that it's staying in universe by yeah. 
staying close with uh, his relationship with Anakin because outside of the Jedi, Anakin was the one relationship that he was actually forming that could make made him feel normal. Mm-hmm. So it is a great bridge to connect everyone to to see that Obi Wan, this is your failure. How are you going to deal with that? And now um, that your failure is the most dangerous Sith in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And, and John, did you guys talk about? Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode yet. Okay. Have you guys talked about the Reva controversy? No. Um, pretty much, I went on ahead and not even talked about it at all. Okay. I, I'm just gonna say this, and, and this is my this is my thing to that. There have been black folks in Star Wars before mm-hmm. Reva. Samuel Jackson, Lando, Lando Williams, Finn. As much as he was mistreated in the in the trilogy sequels. Um, yep. If you want, you talk about mistreatment. You can talk, look at the Japanese poster, Chinese posters. You can see how they shrunk him down intentionally to cover him up, um, mm-hmm. so that it didn't get that. That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. yeah, Mace Windu. You know, uh, the young lady. I can't think of her name though. The young lady that ended up joining Finn later. Oh, uh, Jenna. In the last movie, mm-hmm. you know, there've been black folks and people of all types of nationalities in these movies. We've seen this before. We've seen strong women in Leia. Uh, and, and it's funny because, uh, Ryan, you mentioned something about the quote of Obi-Wan saying he couldn't really remember his family in flashing memories. Leia said the same thing when Luke said, do you remember your real father? And he said, she said, only in flashing memories. And so that was a call back to that. Yeah. And so that's real interesting there as well. But yep, there have been black folks in Star Wars before. There will be black folks in Star Wars after this. Forever. Stop Why? tripping about yep. it. Yep. Like, if, you, if you don't like it, it's okay. It's just, there are other shows for you. Well, it, here's the thing with Star Wars, though, it's, it's supposed to be about unity. It's supposed to be about bringing people together. And all you're causing is division among Star Wars fans. You're making all those other people on social media even more divided than what they were before. If they weren't a Star Wars fan and they were thinking about going into it, now they're going to say, you know what? This is what Star Wars is about. Hey, I'm not going to bother with this Obi-Wan show anymore because of the racial issues that's going on and because of the fact that you have these poison fans out there that's giving Star Wars a bad name. Yeah. So therefore, it's like, why do I want to join something that is so poison when social media is also just as bad as anything else? And of course, they did the same you know? thing to Kelly Marie Tran yeah. as well before this. Like we've seen this before. This ain't new. But the thing about Tran, it, even the, I would say Daisy Ridley as well, even though she is true. not a person of color, but she was a woman given a huge platform in the sequel trilogy, and there were people that were really putting so much hate on Rey, especially yes. from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. And I, I, and, I, and one thing I will say, um, uh, this past weekend, uh, yeah, this past weekend, I got to go to Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. and I'm I so was, jealous. Yeah, Me too. Uh, I, it was by luck. It was by luck because a buddy of mine, he had passes. He couldn't be able to go. So, he reached out, so I reached out to him four days before the event. And I asked him, could he give me my pass? No, uh, no, a week before the event. And I asked, could I get his pass? It worked out. But when I went there, wow, there was no toxic fans in present. Everyone was there for the love of Star Wars. Even when I was hearing about the panels and people who were there, like uh, the, the, the panel for Kenobi, I didn't get to go there. But there were so many recordings of people cheering for Hayden Christensen when he came out. There were so many people showing so much love for Moises Ingram when it came to the Kenobi show that right. – 
there was so much love for people just to celebrate Star Wars that the moment later on when Mo Moses went on her Instagram and everyone was showing the love towards her, it proved that there are some level there are some fans who truly love Star Wars. And if as long as their voices can be heard and can counter out all these toxic fans, then mm -hmm. the in the end. That's what's. That's how we're gonna do this. We win this mm -hmm. by hearts and minds. If these toxic fans can't get out of their head, can if they cannot stand past their own way and try to use stupid terminologies like, "Oh, this this narrative is old." No offense. If you're out there complaining of a character like Reva or someone like Ray or Kelly Marie Tran or somebody who is not a white man getting more screen time than a character, then you need to. And no disrespect, and I don't want to, and I don't want to get all hateful, but I have to dip into the dark side. Just shut up. up. Just shut up. Mm. Go back to the old Star Wars VHS tapes you have, where it was ninety five percent white people, and enjoy yourself. Go back to the old Star Wars Legends novel. Right. And I'm gonna stop here before I get too much into a rant. Well, no, get fine, into fine. it. Right, man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Like, it's about nationality, celebrating different nationalities. You have different uh, races of aliens that you're actually uh, rooting for, though, too, on different planets. Everybody is different within this one galaxy. Mm -hmm. And people need to get over the fact that, you know, it's not 1979 anymore or whatever year that Star Wars came out. I'm just speculating. But they need to get over that hump and. Be like, look, this is the universe that they're setting up. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. Mm -hmm. The the Skywalker saga is gone. Now it's time to focus on what's in front of us. Even if we are going back in time a little bit to Obi-Wan, I think that this is actually a perfect way to set things up to where people can move on from, from the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. And uh, one other thing I'll just say to that is simply this, that if you don't like the character and the way the character is designed, that's one thing. That 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 you can be critical of the character, the way she's characterized. But here's the thing you gotta understand, and I'm gonna whisper this real low for the people that haven't figured this one out yet. I'm pretty sure the little black girl that was in episode one is Raya Reva from it is it, it, her. I'm pretty sure that's the same person. So there is a reason why she has a hate toward obi-wan we just don't know what that fully is yet right let's let the episodes finish and then yeah, if you still want to say she's a horribly written character she's been given way too much she okay the fact that the grand inquisitor even says about her your abilities gave you stature among us but you were still in the gutter when we found right. you that, okay, that's character development right there because it's like, okay, yeah, she's got all these skills, but she's not gotten the respect of the people she's running with. No. They, all, they all respect each other except for her. Why is that? Right. That's a story-based question. That's a character-driven question that we that, hopefully will get the answer that's to. That's a good character arc. And right. I like that. I like that. Well, I hope... I, that's why I kind of like the idea that she was one of the pattern ones in... The that during or 66, that's why that, that's why I can explain that the other inquisitors they have respect for each other because maybe may, maybe some of the inquisitors were former Jedi, but they were all adults and they chose 
to join. Yeah. And she was kind of like still one of the ones on the run who if it, you joined by desperation, not because she thought she was on the winning side. Yeah. You know, like there is so much to her character. Like in the first episode, you get a lot from her, not from her non-vocalization, especially that scene when they're trying to find uh, that young Jedi while Grand Inquisitor's making the speech. You can see from her movements and her physicality, she's someone who's bored with this stuff. She wants to get to the point. You and everyone else from Fifth Brother, who I did not realize was played by uh, saying uh, Sung Kang, the guy uh, that plays Han in um, the Fast and the Furious movie. Yes, <laughs> that's him. Yes, yes. that is that's him. him. Look that at the is... face, real tight. The face, that's real tight, man. Oh, this, this guy, who is he? He looks familiar. That's Han hey, from Fast and the Furious plays Fifth Brother. <laughs> hey, that's now cool. we can understand why in the last Fast and the Furious movie they made it to space. Maybe Han ended up making you know that, yeah. how the fifth brother was created. <laughs> but to get back onto Reva, though, like everything that she, every, every action she has made, we still don't understand. May, some people are speculating that maybe she was a Padawan meant for Obi Wan, but he, but you know he turned he turned down another request for a Padawan. Maybe she was someone in the past who wanted to go to Obi Wan for advice, but turned her away. But all I know is that maybe, but so far from what I'm getting. She is someone who's ambitious, who hungers for power. So that's that's what I'm going with. So I'm going for what the show has given me so far. Especially found her as she was running away, and maybe Anakin saw something in her. So maybe he said something. Maybe Anakin spared her, you know. Well, maybe that's how she remembers him. (laughs) Well, also, too, and I'll let Alex get to his point in one second, though, because I was thinking this, though, too. Don't forget, he was actually going under Jedi training and stuff like that, too. So he knows how to actually turn somebody that was once a Jedi into going into that dark uh, dark light. And so what better way to do that to turn another Jedi, just like how he once was supposed to be? So it was easy probably for him to manipulate her into being joining them. Versus getting someone that's just a full-on Jedi. So what better way to do that is to get a Jedi apprentice where they're actually more vulnerable. Because they're still trying to fight their light side and dark side. Mm -hmm. So that's where my philosophy was with that. But my thought process as far as her development with that part was Anakin saw that, hey, look, I was down that same road. And I was going to be a Jedi at once. But then I went on ahead and turned to the dark side. Now you can too. So that's how I thought how he actually recruited her. But uh, go on ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. Um, I, I didn't. I, I, I missed last week's episode, but so I didn't get a chance to say this. But I want to. I want to lead off with this. I am in love with the third sister. Like she is a queen. As soon as she popped up on the screen and just threw that knife at the dude to try to get that jet out to come out, I was like, "Ooh, my heart! Here, take it. You're so perfect." Like I, I like she she does she's doing a phenomenal job in this show. I, I love that line where she's talking to Uncle Owen and you know he's saying, like, oh yeah, I, I protect my family. And then she's just like, Can you protect your family from me? I was like, Oh, perfectly written villain line. I fell in love with her, completely in love with her at that point. I'm like, give her whatever she wants. <laughs> you could take my, <laughs> yeah, take that, that Jedi's over there. He's right there. Yummy, marry me, something. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but what, I think the only criticism I have of that scene was it should not have been towards Owen. She should have did that to another character. Because I, I'm not saying she's still threatening as hell. Like, you can tell, like, she is rabid. 
to for violence. It's just like when you see it towards Owen and she's threatening to kill him. And of course, if you're someone who has watched Star Wars, you know Owen's fate. I'm right. like, could you have threatened somebody else? That way I yeah. <laughs> or even if she had said to him, I'm gonna choose this random person. Yes, actually, and of course, if you don't Owen, tell yes. me if you don't tell me that what a Jedi is, I kill them. Mm-hmm. Yes, so or maybe then, she kills yeah. someone in front of him and then says, I'm gonna kill this next person. Yeah, like really put that pressure on Owen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I look nothing against like the writing towards her character. It it's wishy washy for me, which is why I rewatch most of the episodes after first viewing, so I can take more absorbing into it. And yeah. after rewatching all three episodes, her character motivations it is straightforward to me. She wants to be the one re- standing next to Darth Vader. She wants to be yep. the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. Yeah, she wants to be the highest seat in power in the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. but. One thing that's missing for me as far as with Vader, I am not sensing if she's afraid of him or not. I don't think she is. Not yet. Yeah. Because, like I was telling uh, Clinton, I said, right now, she's trying everything she can to kiss up to Vader to do whatever he wants, uh, basically anything. And if she winds up killing, trying to kill Obi-Wan before he does, that's it. That's like trying to go after a mob boss who didn't even go after a hit on anybody yeah. when they wanted to go ahead and kill them themselves. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. if she winds up going over uh, after Obi-Wan without his permission, she, she's going to die. Well, and he even tells her, he says, mm-hmm. the most important thing right now is Kenobi. You find him for me, and I will give you the seat that you desire. You fail me, you will not live. Period. But that's game yeah. over for her. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it, like watching these episodes and like trying to figure out like where her character is going to end up. And I'm like, God, what, like, what about Kenobi? Like, what did Kenobi possibly have done to make her like so hell bent on catching him? But then I was starting to think like, she's just so, she seems so vengeful and angry about it. So I'm kind of thinking like, she doesn't necessarily want Obi-Wan. I think, this is just my theory, I think she wants to kill Vader. That's why I think she wants to get uh, close to him. To that kill thought him also popped in my mind. That thought like, also popped in my mind. Order 66, he was there. He yeah. murdered all those kids in that one scene. Like Those were like her she's brothers using, and sisters, basically. She's using, so you think so, she's using Obi-Wan to get to him? Yeah, like, he's like, if I get his life. trust... So I maybe she didn't fully turn that. Like, the fact that she was willing to kill the Grand Inquisitor just to get Kenobi, that that, that point was just like, okay, this girl's desperate. My to, question like, and is... I don't, think that... it's just a, I don't think it's just a matter of, like, I want a, 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 this promotion. I think it's just like, I like I feel like she wants, she wants to be the one to kill Vader, and the only way that she knows how to do that is with the dark side. You know? Hmm. That, 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 that makes sense. Open. Yeah, and I'm wondering too, because in Rebels, uh, the Grand Inquisitor is still there. So we don't know if maybe this Grand Inquisitor has a clone or if he ain't dead. That's why uh, I had that thought too, but then I'm starting to think to myself the fact that we don't know where, uh, yeah, Kenobi is 10 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. We're aware of that. And Rebels is definitely somewhere within that timeline too. So it doesn't really give me a sense. That's that's also another fault of 
Because he dies in Rebels. Yeah, see, he... he, Yeah, yeah, the position... But then at the same time, it's never been revealed that there was another Grand Inquisitor after that Grand Inquisitor in Rebels as well. Maybe the Grand Inquisitor we see in Kenobi is the replacement from the one in Rebels. You know, that's the... That's one thing I have an issue with. Like, this, that. that's why with the show, I'm only trying to focus on the timeline of the show, and then I'll worry about everything in canon later once it's wrapped up. But it is fun to, to speculate, like, since... Fifth brother also wants that seat of the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Third sister is going for it too. It is. It, I like how we're getting so much of this drama within drama, and uh, we're talking so much on the on the whole House of the Inquisitors. I still like the whole thing with Obi Wan. Like after he rescues Leia, the whole Leia trying to trust him, and then they're on this planet, which. Even though I was not, even though I could not make it when you guys re- re- reviewed episode two. Kunel Kunel's portrayal of his uh, character pretending to be a Jedi was fantastic, and I like how he represents truly like a rogue, a scoundrel out there. He is doing some good things, but at the same time, he is still in it for himself. So once he gives them this coordinates to this planet, and Obi-Wan throughout the entire time, he is questioning whether he's helping them or not. And Leia, of course, as a young girl, she is like, well, he is helping us, right? He got us off the planet. And I like from Obi-Wan, we're starting to see, we're hearing from him, his, his past experiences. When he's talking about this mining planet, how it used to be full of fields, families. It was a prosperous ecosystem. But then the empire changed it to now it looks ravaged. Like every natural resource is being wasted. Yep. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back over to Rogue One in a sense, where you wind up seeing farmers, you wind up seeing different uh, things going on within the fields itself, and now it's just gray and depressing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of a callback to Rogue One in a sense, but you know the the one thing that didn't really work out for me for this part was why whenever you wind up seeing the them catching a ride with the Empire with the stormtroopers. You see the alien, but I was expecting the alien to actually talk like an alien, not actually talk like a human being. Yeah. Oh, hey, so up? it kind of took me. So it took me out for a little bit. So I'm like, okay, different planet, different alien, different cultures. Okay, I can deal with that then. But it's just that that whole ride a little bit. It just took me out just a tiny bit. Zach you Graff know? doing his best Seth Rogen impression. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty but crazy. I what I really what I think what I love the most about this episode and like the newer Star Wars things coming out in general is like how terrifying they're making Darth Vader. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching the original trilogy and you know my parents being like, "Oh, Darth Vader, he's a scary dude," and you know, I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, he is okay." But like Rogue One definitely stepped it up. For me, with that hallway scene, but then this episode takes it a step further when he's just walking down the street, and Vader's just like, "All right, who's it? Who's within choking distance? You." Yeah. <laughs> and just start when he kills that little boy. Yeah. Just I was like, Ooh. "Oh no!" Just snapped his neck. I'm like, mm-hmm. "They held did not held back. That should have been rated R for a it's second. Like, killed younger <laughs> just before left, that just left that one woman a widow and childless. Like, dang, just ruined her life." Like this dude is crazy, and then how he like lights the ground on fire and just throws Obi Wan in it. I'm like, this dude is not playing. No, yeah. he was. And to be honest with you, this is like a Star Wars uh, 
episode that's totally nightmare for uh for Obi-Wan and stuff like that. He's now face to face with the monster that he so-called created. He didn't he doesn't know the amplifications of how dangerous he actually was up until he was face to face with him and that look of fear and dread. And then when you see him running away from him instead of fighting him like you would see uh him battle with anybody else. He just goes, okay, bye. And then yeah, we no. up. <laughs> it's like us trying to avoid the final boss in a video game. It's like, I'm not ready for you yet. <laughs> I still need to level up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Obi-Wan running away reminded me of Fallen Order as Cal Kestis. Like, yeah. you may be a you may be trained, but you're not ready for, for Vader just yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's crazy too, because one of the things I thought about too was in the scene on the ride. What's really interesting is when Obi-Wan starts talking about um, Leia's mother. Yeah. And, of course, he's talking about it from the context that he's playing her father, but he's talking about all this stuff. And he starts crying, and she's like, it's just a story, right? And then he kind of just looks at her and says, like, yep, just acting. You know, he's like, you you, you knew my mother, didn't you? You knew, like, you know them. And he's all like, no, no, it's just father. You know, and, of course, he can't tell her what he knows, you know? <laughs> and so it's really interesting how that plays out. But then, yeah, when he starts getting that blaster out, because, you know, everybody knows those protocol droids, you shoot them in the eyes, they're done. So Obi-Wan is sitting there shooting with a bit, you know, deal. But it's been 10 years since he has worked and trained and physically fought with a saber. Yeah. That's true. And so yeah. you got to think about it. It's like you're dealing with a dude who literally, I remember, I loved when, um, they're putting the armor on at the very beginning and all the different armors coming through and all that stuff. And I'm literally in my head, I'm hearing the theme song for the old 90s Iron Man cartoon. <laughs> I am Darth Vader. <laughs> I am Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going. And then, you know, I was like, yeah. And the fact that he could feel Vader coming, I think that's another thing too. It wasn't that yeah. he was scared... He was scared when he saw Vader. It was like he felt the presence of yes. Vader coming. In fact, he tried to continue to reach out to Qui-Gon Jinn because Yoda said, Yoda told him, I will train you in how to be able to communicate with him. But he still can't yet because I don't think he's at peace with himself. No, he's definitely not. He's still going through his PTSD stuff and things. It also feels like his connection has also been broken as well because yeah. even in the first episode he's tried to reach out but you seem like he's had nightmares because he's not over his guilt because he was never over yeah. his guilt and uh it definitely it's it, it's it's always a great reminder to show like with the jedi you you're able to be you're able to connect more if you're at one with yourself and it shows that there's a lot to, and it's proven Obi-Wan has so much turmoil within him that yeah. I, I did love in that opening scene as we all talked about earlier in this episode with, with the third one. He's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon and yet that and he just says, Master, be uh be with me. He's coming. And then of course, like Obi uh, Ewan does some great, he did great acting just by that feeling of the presence. And like he was taken out of like seeing the fear in his eyes, but then the taken out of breath. I mean, if there was ever an inner monologue, it could be like, "What the hell? What is his power? What am I feeling? Why am? Why can't I move? Why is like every ounce of energy just frozen? Like, and then 
hearing that breathing from far away, it's like, yeah. it can't be. It can't be. And then seeing him in that suit, like, it was amazing. And I will even, to go back on his conversation with Leia, we saw from the first episode, Leia, she may be a young kid, but she's very, uh, she's very sharp for her age. And her being able to pick up on Obi-Wan describing her mother, I, I love that little in-between with them because it goes back to Leia. Like, yeah, she knows she's adopted. She doesn't believe that, you know, she's an Organa, even though Bale was 100% best dad. He's Good saying, dad. Just, yeah, just because Good you're not dad. our blood does not mean you're not our family. You're not our family, right. And that's one thing I love that Star Wars likes to reinvigorate. Just because... You're not related by blood does not mean you don't have family out there. The Jedi, they're not blood, but they're a chosen family. It's just yep. like what we have with the Organas. And that's all that's also kind of a bit of a toxic trait I hate that's been absorbed by the fans. Uh the Skywalkers, as much as they're a great family related by blood, it's the connections they've made outside of it. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. why um it's kind of a fun criticism to make of Star Wars for all this, for all, for every media talking about chosen family, and yet the films are obsessed with blood relatives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to draw back on with Leia, just seeing how she's just so young, but at the same time, but because she's so young, she's so smart. She's already having like identity issues. Like she doesn't want to be a sander. She wants to have her own life, like what most kids want to be. They want to be their own thing. But seeing with her, she's so young, and that moment when uh, they're rescued by that ally who is in disguise as a as an as an imperial as an imperial captain or a lieutenant, mm-hmm. that moment before they're going in that shed, she's so afraid. She said, "I didn't mean to run away. I just do it for fun." That thing she always does on Alderaan, you really see how it's impacting her. Like that, right. one, she the whole thing that makes her want to run away, it end up causing her to be kidnapped and leaving her home. I mean, she she didn't say it was her fault, but that was her way of going. I did this to myself. It's my fault. I sh- I'm the one. I'm the reason for all the suffering. Like this can always be her. And I love how Obi was reassuring her. No, it was not your fault. This yeah. just happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, and another thing, and I don't mean to get back down this pathway for, for a second. Uh, there was a mention of a Jedi that we haven't seen <laughs> in a while. Uh, and here's the thing. We are getting uh, Mr. O'Shea Jackson will be playing a role. We haven't seen that role yet, and I'm wondering Crushed if, ice. The son of, if the son of Mr. Cube himself will be a Jedi himself. Oh. I am curious about that as well. Uh, as long as, is, oh, go as, ahead. long as Ice Cube is an, is an Inquisitor, that would be great. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would. Where's my son? I know. I. I would. No. I actually kind of see Ice Cube as maybe a smuggler or something. You know, you know, getting to play that role. But if he, I mean, just as long as he's not, as long as Ice Cube's not playing a center or someone in the Empire. I don't know. Maybe Ice Cube would love to play someone in the Empire. He gets to be that mean mugger. But I don't. But it would be hilarious if he is. So, I would laugh my ass off if he was an Inquisitor because the memes that would come out of that straight out of the dark side. <laughs> Ice, Cube, Ice Cube is in there counting gold and counting credits and going, today was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, and like his son is pretty much a clone of his dad. Like they look yeah. so much alike. So like 
we can get all our Ice Cube memes out from him. I love how they were trying to come up with what they did straight out of Compton, totally unrelated movie to Star Wars, but they just straight out of Compton. They're like, hey, we got to figure out who's going to play Ice Cube. And he's like, hey, 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 guys, hey, I can do this. <laughs> Me. I Me. look a lot like him. This guy. <laughs> um, one thing that this show really made me start thinking about, like we're talking about, and I don't want to take up too much time, but we're talking about Obi-Wan's trauma and like the emotional toll that's been taken on him. It must be really scary for him because for their whole lives, basically Jedi are taught to, you know, not feel, you know, you don't feel anger, don't feel sadness or happiness or love, you know, because that those lead to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, like after order 66, he has to, so it was like getting having all these feelings, all this trauma, all this damage. He and he has no idea how to deal with that, so he's just letting himself sit in that suffering. You know, like uh, that was that made me really sad thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, like he's like Obi Wan's like a child, basically. It was like, oh, how I'm feeling these awful feelings. What what do I even do with it? I, I guess I'll just bury it because I gotta. I got a job to do, but yeah, uh, that's that's hard. Was it had anybody ready to hear that Obi Wan may have had a brother? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was surprised. I really was surprised to hear that. Uh, uh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, he mentions I'm... it. He mentions it whenever he's talking about the flashes to Leia. He oh, says, yeah, I remember my mother and my father, and I remember flashes of another baby. I think I had a brother. Like that is. I hope he gets to like see a glimpse of them. Not probably not meet them, but just like, oh, this is where they were. Cool, you know something. Well, I think that's even fun. Uh, Not funny, but that's. I think that's amazing to see. It's it ultimate. It definitely sheds a lot of criticism on the Jedi themselves. The fact that Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, they taught their students not to feel like emotionally detach themselves from personal feelings, allowing them to you know. Not, not just control their emotions, but to understand their emotions. And then, of course, with Obi-Wan, just realizing that he had a family. I, yeah. He didn't even say what system he's from, honestly. It was just yeah. more, I just only know glimpses. It's, um, and this is not going to be the start of Obi-Wan starting to question everything, but this is Obi-Wan just more realizing that uh, what I had is gone, but... I do appreciate I do, but I was thrown off the fact they didn't mention that he could have had a brother. I mean, maybe if there are some fans out there that read Le- the Legends canon, uh, I mean the Legends uh, uh material, maybe there was some reference of Obi-Wan maybe having a family out there before he was a Jedi. But the fact that it was dropped in this show that he that he had a that he bear, that he could have had a brother, that he had a brother, but you know, didn't grow old enough to remember him. Yeah really puts a lot more trauma on Obi-Wan and uh, just more tragedy towards his character and also to every other potential, every other Jedi that was brought into the council that were killed off by Order 66, knowing that they too had parents and families, brothers, sisters, relatives out there, but that there, but the fact that all those Jedi are now dead because of this religion, this because of this Jedi council, this Jedi religion that believed in protecting the galaxy unfortunately doomed it yeah and you think I too about what another I... sad oh, thought, thought i'm sorry another sad thought. could you imagine how the families of the children that were just recently taken away to be jedi like 
how they must oh. have felt when Order 66 happened. Like, oh, oh. so all the Jedi were wiped out. The impact. Like, yeah. My, You mean my six-year-old son is dead because he tried to rebel? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine that? It was like, I, I just thought about that. I'm like, oh, dang. That I would, forgot that they have families. That would, I mean, it could also explain, like, why there could, like, during the days of the Empire, why there could be people out there that could naturally hate the Jedi because maybe their children were taken by the Jedi, be part of this council, and then were killed. And then also, I mean, that I think that's why with the with the character of Tala, this uh, the path, which is this their own little here I go, their own little underground railroad for for sensitive children and people. Yeah, that's that. I, that's why I kind of like that to see that they they are trying to get for sensitive children away, and I really like that little hint to where it's not hinting, but they mentioned that the, even though the Jedi are gone. The Empire is still looking at, is still hunting people who are force sensitive. And even though Leia does ask that question, what happens to the children? They don't know. And I, I like it's, I, I like that it's a mystery that you don't know what happens to the children. Like, is, like, are they being trained as inquisitors or is there a place that, that, that Palpatine or Vader know that can be able to maybe cut or rob? the like cut you know cut their connection to the force so they're not a threat or worse they actually kill them you know so it could do it could take what vader did on that mining planet up to a thousand like they're killing off children before their potential or before they even realize they have this connection yeah exactly but i want to mention something though too like it was supposed to be this Jedi Order that's supposed to be protecting family people and stuff like that it goes to show you that we as humans we can't control everything that's around us. And therefore, because of that, you know, it shows a hum- human side to everything. To be honest with you with this Jedi Order. Because we can make a giant mess of the things of our own selves. And they think that they can actually do protect the galaxy. But really, they can actually cause just as much damage as we can. Mm-hmm. So it shows a little bit of hu- uh, human side to it. Humanization of it. But... Let's, uh, the thing I wanted to talk about though too is whenever he, when Obi Wan is actually running through the desert and then finally with that whole entire thing with Vader and then you wind up seeing Vader just all of a sudden he grabs him by force force chokes him and then lifts him up, drops his lightsaber and then even though that I've already se- even though we already know Obi Wan lives. But they could have downplayed it if they wanted to, but they didn't, and that's something that I really appreciated. You actually have a sense of danger for a character that we know that's going to live, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you don't know at the same time of the amplifications of what Vader's going to do to him. But yeah. the thing that I really liked was this, though, too. I, I, I know you have something that you want no, to No, 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 no. I'm just putting my finger up. I'll let you, you oh, go. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, man. I didn't want to think that I was interrupting you. Or, no. Um, but no. Um, but the thing that I liked, though, was whenever he lights the fire, and then he starts slowly sliding Obi-Wan into the fire. I swear, I thought when uh, Vader was about to talk, I thought he was going to tell him, now I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear, I thought that's what he was going to say next. <laughs> that would have been like, that's like, that's, that's a Disney Marvel writing. That would be like a right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would demand, I would fight tooth and nail that the show gets an Emmy if they had Darth Vader say right. that. There's still a chance. We've got three episodes left. If he says, 
I have the high ground. I want them to have an Emmy. Yo, and I, I, I'm kind of glad that did not pop up because I will be honest, so many people would have cut Darth Vader to – they would have cut the writing to pieces if they had Darth Vader say that. Because it does – because the way – from what we just saw of Darth Vader building all the way up to that climactic moment – he had, like you just said, he has been nothing but terrifying. He has been intimidating, and he has been unstoppable. If he were just to do that, just so he can rub it into someone's face, it's like in the, it's like in Justice League. All of a sudden, he, uh, you have Superman telling Batman, "Do you bleed?" I'm like that's a, that cuts all of the tension out of there, just so he can rub some dirt back into somebody's eye. The fact that he's just dragging Obi Wan slowly across hot across fire and burning sand just to make him suffer is enough and even telling him that this is not even enough for your death you know like yeah. that is too much i mean that's like mcu stuff like i'm going like this is like phase one phase two mcu right i'm like no we don't need to go back there <laughs> and the thing i thought was beautiful was he didn't have to say who has the high ground now no. because he literally elevated obi-wan technically above him Mm-hmm. And then brought him down, right down to his and level, dragged right. him through the fire. Like you want to know how I felt when I was getting burned alive? Yeah. Now nah, you're gonna find out firsthand. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm feel gonna literally pain. drag you. And I promise you this: if it wasn't for the person that was actually undercover and helping him, I guarantee you this: Vader was gonna cut off his limbs and make him suffer the same amount of damage that he suffered. Yep. Just to get his point. Yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> but man, no, when I saw that, the thing I was going to say too was did you notice that Reva tried to run ahead whenever there was that brief moment where he had Obi Wan kind of dead to rights? And old boy, the fifth brother was like, nah, nah, son, nah. He, he said, don't interfere with it. Right. Nah, you nah, got sis. this. He was looking out for her at right. that moment. Right. Yeah. Like, like nah, do you nah, understand? Sis, if you go out there with him, we can't keep you safe. <laughs> yeah. We know you're ambitious, but you will die. <laughs> right. Do not nah, get in between. Well, them Lord Vader will just choke you on. General you don't want that. Yeah. Just stay here. Just stay. That's here. not the kind yeah. of smoke you want, sister. And I know we don't like you a whole lot. But we care enough to even say like, no, nah, don't, don't, nah, don't do that. That's why I feel that Reva, I think that she's brand new. Like, I think she's, uh, even though, yeah, 10 years, I think that she's still, like, one of the newest Inquisitors to this group. Because nobody is that impulsive if you're standing near Darth Vader, seeing what he has just done. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, you found him? Like, no, you stay (laughs) back. He doesn't need your help. (laughs) Yeah. If I was, if I was, like, fifth brother... And I'm like, and, she, and I see you do that. I would use the force to hold her. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you that eager to die? No, stay there. <laughs> kill you. He just killed a little boy without even just looking. Just blip. There goes that little boy. A, like, he added way like, more his, impulsive than you. Yeah, his ledger is redder than Black Widow's ledger. Okay, we don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is, he's worse than that. Exactly. But yeah, I thought this was actually a pretty good episode. I mean, I, like I said, other than that one little small nitpicky thing at the middle, this was so much of a payoff to get to, and then seeing the amplifications and the horror on Obi-Wan's face, and then of course the stuff that Vader did to him, 
I can't wait to see part four and see what we get. I just wish that this wouldn't be a six part episode and everything. This should have been like eight or twenty. I would I would go with twenty episodes if I if this, I wanted to. But this honestly maybe, feels like it should have been season one. Yeah. This is one of those shows where I feel like if if if, if, if Obi Wan was on Netflix, this would probably would have gotten like ten episodes given. Mm-hmm. That's and it's a limited like. series, yeah. And yeah. another thing yeah. I don't understand too about the way Disney Plus is doing it, we're getting Miss Marvel starting next week. This will be the first time Same they've day. ever competed against themselves. It's been since the Mandalorian, right. and then what other di- Wandavision? I think, yeah, Mandalorian season two when Wandavision was happening. Oh yeah, they did kind of go across each other, didn't they? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it, it's it's very stressful because I try oh, no, to no, watch no, both of those no, early as possible, but it's also kind of nice because like cool, I have options. I yeah. can just I got more yeah. stuff to watch. So like, oh I'm sad Obi-Wan's done, but I can watch Miss Marvel now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out and see how Disney Plus gains subscribers while they're doing because I feel like Miss Marvel could be a the, the first really upbeat show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I can see that. All right, Kamala, we're gonna we're gonna we'll need put... you to unpack that emotional trauma. <laughs> unless we're gonna do another. <laughs> we have to do this in one. Four is your PTSD. Here we go. Now here's now here's the funny thing with this. It's gonna be all upbeat, but then all of a sudden it's gonna reveal that Kamala was also snapped. <gasps> no. Oh, oh, yeah, that's man. how you're going to start a show that's supposed to be upbeat, revealing that our main character was also blipped out like the other characters. <laughs> yep. I can see that. But anyways, that's pretty much everything that we had wanted to talk about as far as the show goes as a whole. Uh, Will, I know you have something that you want to promote real quick. Oh, I can do that. So yeah. I've been drawing artwork like daily. So this is my recent picture of uh, Darth Vader there and i don't normally do color with the stuff but that one i was sitting at a break time and i'm sitting there going like i'm gonna add some red because i need to add red to it because you know reasons but so been out uh trying to flip these as quick as possible people have customs for me you know let me know what you want uh do those about 45 dollars a piece before shipping of course so you know if you want an original piece of art i can do that so uh, just let me know. But yeah, I mean, I've been doing, I did uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of Reva, I did a Reva piece the other day too. Ooh, nice. So That's cool. I like how that turned out. That's awesome. That's cool. You know, but I've done a few. I've been uh, trying to do one a day at least. Well, it's better than my Darth Vader, my, my Darth Vader one. And it's only for like five cents. It's what? what is... <laughs> okay, I'm trying to see it. It's it's right, that's why is... five cents. That's why it's five cents. There oh, we go. There it is. There you go. I got it now. Put that, that on clear. a t-shirt right now. <laughs> Put that on movie lovers united. <laughs> the Darth Vader series. Right. The official but... the official mascot of movie lovers unite. <laughs> a stick figure with like a little square stick, box. Stick Vader. But but, but William, man, your drawing is sick. I'm going to be honest with you. You're, that that's really cool. Well, I appreciate that. But one thing, okay. other thing, I want to ask y'all about too. Uh, so let me make sure I understand this. So we went through all this stuff. Leia is still there, and at the very end, we did not talk about the end where 
Miss Reba has Leia now. Yeah. So yeah. and you know yeah. we're gonna get Leia to totally issue. got away from her. The next issue, you know, we're 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 gonna be dealing with a burnt armed Obi Wan at least. You know, he's gonna have it's to. It's good for his character development. It's good with his PTSD. You know, <laughs> he just got burned by fire by that monster you created. Now we're trying to heal you. So, I will. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say, yeah, that we are gonna leap, definitely jump off into that moment. Especially, um, I also want to. I do like. Uh, and this is also a quick tie back into a conversation between uh, Tala and Obi Wan when Tala is explaining him about the path about taking people and you know giving new identities. And when Obi Wan says that we all make mistakes, and when she says, "I can't imagine Obi Wan Kenobi making mistakes," oh. and. That whole thing is, I'm wondering if Obi-Wan's going to openly tell anybody. Because it doesn't seem to me that he knows that Egg is alive now and he's Vader. But I don't know if he's going to, I don't know, maybe the next episode he's going to tell her that's his former pupil. And I think, maybe... yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, to answer, to go to your quick point, Ryan. I think part of the reason he needed to hear her say that is because she had something he has lost. She has hope. So her saying that about Obi-Wan, it's not so much about, I think you're infallible, I think you're perfect. It's more about the fact, I could never imagine the great Jedi Obi-Wan making a mistake. Because yeah. he has to begin to understand that certain things were outside of his control. He couldn't do anything about them. Right. He tried to be there for Anakin as much as he could. Yeah, that Jedi as a whole were clouded. They always talked about, especially in the prequels, about the fact that the dark side of the Force clouded everything they were doing. So there are a lot of missteps that the Jedi as a whole made. Yeah. But the fact that she could see Obi-Wan and see this revered individual is an opportunity for hope for him. And, and so I feel like that's something he needs. I mean, Leia, come on, man. Leia's running around talking about, well, obviously he's helpful, right? You know, and these different things right. like that, that very childlike innocence of hope in spite of the circumstance believing in spite of the circumstance that this thing is going to be okay. Believing that this person help us. Maybe they are a friend. Maybe they are right. good. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. judge a book by its cover. And then or of course you got to the assume that everyone's out for themselves anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's the thing. Like maybe Obi-Wan's needs to see hope in action and not just think about the old days where he had a hope that was kind of clouded. Now he gets to see what true hope looks like that inspires that spark, if you will. The light in that darkness. The light in that darkness. The ability to truly see once your eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. Because that's something we hear, that expression that they say, you know, that one truly, one does not truly see until he closes his eyes. That's very true. And I mean, I mean he gets to use that later with Luke. <laughs> because when he puts the deal on him, he says, you, you, your eyes can fool you. Your eyes can deceive you. Yeah. So it's just like you, you see those little glimpses of callbacks to these other Obi-Wan moments even in that's that. I so, that. yeah, it's just, it's just hope, man. And that's the thing that I believe Star Wars can give. It's hope that in spite of the darkness of the circumstances, right? It's about the fact that you created a monster that's literally coming after everybody. It's in there choking everybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter who. Like, ha, you look close. Come to me. You, you, you. <laughs> Just popping people's necks all over the place. <clears throat> Loss of chiropractic degree, but just going for it. And Obi-Wan's just like, I got to have hope. 
and by the way, we got to believe that, you know, at some point, Obi-Wan's going to probably see Qui-Gon for the first time before that big final push for SummerSlam. When Vader and, um, when Vader and, uh, <laughs> Vader and, uh, and Obi-Wan have to do that face-off to Electric Boogaloo. Actually, one thing I think we all forgot to mention on, too, when Obi-Wan's on that mind plan, we did not, I almost forgot to mention that moment when they're looking for the coordinates, that he's having that vision, he sees Anakin, like, not Vader, but, you know, Anakin with that little robe turns around, like, that was a good, I, I like that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that too. And Me too. That, yeah, and I thought that was interesting because one of the things that you hear Yoda say at the beginning is, "Only regret what you find here if you look there." When he's in the in the, in the archives, and he tells him, "You know, if you look there, it's, all you're gonna find is regret." Yeah. You know, it's just like, and this, yeah, him seeing Anakin out there like that, it's just like, ugh, ugh. And obviously, Anakin hates sand, so you know you're in a bad situation then. <laughs> That's why he's choking people. There was some sand there. He's like, y'all put me on the sandy. Pl- Where's the little? Here we boy? go with the sand again. <laughs> Obi Wan in the sand. It's ridiculous. Pocket sand. That's how you now fight. I have this later. metal suit. Worst day ever. Sand. Sand's gonna be in the box to tank for months. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, um, got Will. I just want to say thank you again, man, for coming in and. Uh, doing this review with with us and everything. It's always fun having you on. Same thing with you, Ryan. It's fun having you on Glad to be here, as man. well. Yeah. Uh, you guys are Thank so much for coming, guys. And Alex, man, hey, it's always great to do reviews with you as always. So, uh, <laughs> and it's good to pull you away from Zack Snyder to where you're not angry at him. So therefore, <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm in my feelings. I'm in my feelings. <laughs> so anyways that's gonna do it for the show for tonight thank you guys for coming out and always until next time guys it's been real it's been fun i can't wait to do this again and have a good rest of your night